Hey, this is Johnny Diaz, and I am your host for My Daily Briefing, a 365-day chronological journey through Scripture designed to make the Bible make sense. Day 59, Balaam and his prophecies. When Balaam arrived in Moab, King Balak expected him to curse the Israelites. But I cannot say what I want to say, Balaam explained. I can only say what God puts in my mouth. He was still rattled from the strange experience he had on his journey to Moab. And although he did not want to anger the king, the last thing he wanted to do was upset the angel of the Lord who had showed up with a big sword and made his donkey speak. The next morning, King Balak led Balaam to a high cliff overlooking the valley where the Israelites were camped. He and Balaam built seven altars and offered sacrifices on them. Then Balaam went off by himself to speak with God. God gave him these words to say to the king and all his officials. How can I curse the people whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce those whom the Lord has not denounced? They are righteous people. King Balak was shocked and very angry. I brought you up here to curse these people, not to bless them. But I can only say what God allows me to say, Balaam repeated. Balak took the pagan prophet to another place on the mountain that overlooked the Israelite camp. Maybe a new vantage point would help him come up with a curse against the Israelites. But once more, only blessings came out of Balaam's mouth. And this happened three times, and Balak was furious. He refused to pay Balaam and tried to send him home. But God gave Balaam another message, this time in the form of a vision. Someone will arise like a star out of Jacob. A king will come out of Israel. He will have victory and rule over all his enemies, including Moab. Balaam could see that something amazing was going to take place sometime in the future, but he had no idea that he was prophesying about the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. Now, despite the amazing prophecy that God had just given him, Balaam came up with an evil plan that he thought might cause God to curse the Israelites himself. He suggested that the Moabite women should go down into the Israelite camp and entice the men to sleep with them. And sure enough, they did. And unfortunately, it worked. They invited the men to a festival to worship their idols. And the Israelite men were not only unfaithful to their wives, they were unfaithful to their God, the God who had rescued them and fought for them. They actually began to worship Baal of Peor instead of the God of Israel. And although no foreign nations had been able to defeat them, the Israelites quickly became their own worst enemies. God put to death the men responsible for this wickedness. Next, he allowed a plague to kill 24,000 more Israelites. The people gathered with Moses at the tabernacle and began to weep. And as they mourned, a young Israelite man defiantly led a Midianite prostitute right past them into his family's tent. The high priest's son saw this happen, and he followed them into the tent and killed them both. And that's when God stopped the plague. God instructed Moses to lead the Israelite army into war against the Moabites and the Midianites to avenge all the evil that they had caused. 
The Israelites won easily, and they killed the Midianite men and as well as the women who had enticed the Hebrew men to sin, but not a single Hebrew soldier died during the battle. One of the men who did die that day was Balaam. So here's the question. Do you sometimes feel like you are your own worst enemy? Do the choices you make bring light and joy into your life, or do they sometimes lead to darkness and pain? We must always choose to serve and obey God if we want to have peace in our lives. James warns us in James 1, 14 and 15 that each person is tempted when they are dragged away from their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. That's what happened to the Israelites, and it will happen to us if we do not obey God. My Daily Briefing was written by my mom, Gwen Diaz. Now, if you find value in this podcast and think others would as well, please take a second to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you.